One day, after one of his big parties, sitting on the porch overlooking his field, his heart was heavy. He felt lonely. He felt empty. He thought that money was the key to life. So he decided to visit his old neighborhood where he grew up. He downdressed and bought an old car. He already received many letters from people who he grew up with begging for money and he didn't want them to recognize him. So one evening, as he was driving through the streets, he stopped just before sunset in front of a house. He noticed a family sitting around a table to eat. They had nothing really on the table to eat, yet they seemed mm, grateful. They bowed their heads to pray, and when they had finished, they started eating. Was money really the key to peace? He had everything, but yet everything seemed so fake. He had friends, they were fake. The women he knew were fake. Even the stuff, well, mm, they were also fake. Just stuff in a big, big toy chest. Getting ready to shower, he noticed a red swollen mark under his armpit. He never noticed this before, so he called the doctor, who quickly came to his aid. The doctor sent him for more examinations. He had lymphoma cancer. Fear set in, and Steve didn't know what to do or who to turn to. His money couldn't help him. As he started the second round of chemo, he thought if he could give all his money away to be healthy, he would. So was money the most important thing in life? A Christian came up to him and gave him a New Testament, which Steve put into his jacket pocket. The man proceeded to tell Steve about Yeshua, God's love for him, and that surrendering to Yeshua is the answer to true peace and happiness and life. Just then Steve snapped and swore at the Christian, telling him to bug someone else, and this was just a big fairy tale. After Steve had completed the second round of chemotherapy and further testing, the doctor called Steve into his office and told him that he had less than one year to live. Steve was broken. He went home, switched off the phone, isolated himself from friends and family, and moped around. One morning, after 10 months, he decided to leave his house and walk to the nearby park. On the way to the park, he noticed a deep red rose. He studied this rose. He couldn't make this rich textural color in all his paint shops. It was beautiful. Just then, as he was viewing it, a bee flew out, its wings glistening in the sun. On the way to the park, he noticed all the flowers and the trees. He studied them. When he arrived at the park, he had forgotten that he was sick. In fact, he actually felt peace and happiness. Why? He was sick. Yet he felt this peace and joy. Could it be that he had wasted his life not enjoying the moments, the journey? Could it be that the moment, the moment of time that he cherished, was more important than health? more important than money. He sat down on a nearby park bench and couldn't help thinking, if he lived every day and every moment to the fullest, he would still die. 
the future of the unknown troubled his heart. He picked a flower from the nearby bush and placed it in his pocket. The flower brushed against a book, so he pulled out this book. It was the Bible the young man gave him. He flipped open the book and it landed on John 14, with the title, Yeshua is the only way to heaven. He snickered, but yet he continued reading. Let not your heart be troubled. What? Was this a coincidence? For his heart was troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it was not so, I would have told you. I go and prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. Was this true? Was this the place beyond death? He turned to a bookmark that the young man obviously placed. The scripture that he highlighted was John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Steve was intrigued. As he continued reading, his heart got warmer. He felt more peace. He actually forgot about time. As he continued reading, the light got dimmer and dimmer. The sun was setting. At the end, he couldn't read any further. He went on his knees and repented for rejecting God and his son. At that very moment, joy and peace filled his heart that he couldn't explain. He got up, saying, Hope in the eternity, hope in the eternal, hope in the future is greater than the enjoyment of the moment, is greater than health, is greater than money. Walking home, thinking on the events of the day, he looked up and spoke to his heavenly father, tears rolling down his cheeks as he realized that there was something greater than the hope in the future, something greater than the eternal. It was knowing and receiving God's love. The final two months, Steve was full of joy and peace. He infected the people around him and told them how God had revealed himself to him. Steve had the key to life. It was simply this, a grateful personal relationship with God as Father, all because of the sacrifice of Yeshua.